eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. A roast as dark as the night, perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes, he's just trying to warn you of the bridge! The bridge! Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> I'm not happy, MJ. I'm upset. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with this. I'm I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm upset. I cried. I'm quite sad. I'm sad. I'm angry that I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad that I'm sad. Oh my I'm god, are upset. we talking about our regular lives? No. <laughs> we are talking about Riverdale season five, episode 19. Did I just cry to MJ for at least 25 minutes? Yes. Did it have partially something to do with this fucking Riverdale episode? Maybe. Yes, we are talking about Riverdale season five, episode 19. It is the musical episode. And the thing is, MJ, you canonically love. The musical episodes. I love a musical. Just, uh, just, just three weeks ago, I think we had another musical episode. Just had Jackie been. hated it, and I loved it. <laughs> and we still came together on the on the episode. We didn't on the episode of Riverdale Roundup. We did not feud. We discussed our different points of view about. Uh, I enjoyed the absolutely nonsensical, plotless uh, musical episode featuring Josie and the Pussycats. Made no sense. Why were they there? Still don't know. Uh, but it worked for me. <laughs> They're gone, though. We <laughs> never have to think about gone, them again. Never gonna come Until back. maybe, hopefully, they get a pilot. And if they get a pilot, great. That would be great. That would make things retroactively make sense. So, yes, I love a musical. I love a musical. Do I even love an obscure musical that... Uh, or maybe it's not that obscure in the world of musicals, but it's not. I mean, listen, in the past, when Riverdale did their musical episodes, they often chose musicals that you may have heard the music for. Or at least know the plot of. Or like know the Heathers, plot of. Or Carrie. Like Heathers. Right. Right. Heather, sure. if you, even if you weren't familiar with the soundtracks of uh, Heathers or Carrie, you're like, you know, this isn't a completely baffling experience for you. Uh, it's, you know, those episodes were baffling in their own right. But 
the reason I love the Josie and the Pussycats episode is because, again, some kind of baffling choices, but it had pop songs. It had, uh, you know, well-known musical songs, Little Shop of Horrors. Why did they sing it? I don't know, but I loved it, right? This one had all of the plotlessness of a musical episode with none of the fun. Why? Because it was a musical about grieving the death of a child it is called next to normal and the thing is that y'all know i love to cry and i love to sing and i really really love the musical next to normal and so you think oh jackie wouldn't you love this episode and i'm gonna say first out the gate that alice cooper and betty cooper singing wise and honestly even those scenes Killed it. Great. I thought that I thought that the singing was amazing. I thought they brought great depth to it. Yeah, they acted the shit out of it. I they will acted say the that. shit out of it. Because so let's all right. So essentially what they did with this episode is they mashed this very beautiful, heartbreaking musical into the Riverdale world. And the internet seems to love it. However, for Jackie, <laughs> they took all of all. Remember how excited we were last week, MJ? Yeah. Remember when we had hope? I was so excited week? to tell Gideon what happened in that episode. He was like, what happened last week? I was like, oh, my God. How, where do I even start? And I was like thrilled with the all the plot. I was just just, you know, high off plot. How far the mighty doth fall. And I again, I, I enjoyed the fact that they were. You know, I guess playing with Magic and Amex, the, the like her grief because now you got to think. All right, Polly just died. Like they finally now we know Polly's dead, dead from yeah. last episode. Yeah, Charles. R.I.P. To your theory dead. that she's not dead. I know it makes me upset, but Charles, who is not dead, son, he is just a an escaped criminal, was also included in this in the like delusional world that she lives in because in the musical. She sees her son Gabe all the time, and even though Gabe died as a baby, but she still has her husband, and she still has her alive daughter, which is why it is so, and it's really upsetting. I did cry through the songs. Did I stay up until three o'clock in the morning listening to the next to normal <laughs> musical soundtrack? Yes. Am I sad? Yes. Is that what we come to Riverdale for? No. No. I do I don't not be want sad. it. I don't want to think about grief for 45 minutes. I, If no. I wanted to think about what it would feel like to lose a child, I'd watch Broadchurch, oh. which I know I will never watch since having a child. I can't, There are certain things I can't read now. I can't watch them. I don't want it. And so, Riverdale, you're sitting here making me contemplate Alice Cooper's grief for her lost child, and I don't Want it. I don't. Oh my God. Want have you it. ever seen the movie Ordinary People? Have I ever <laughs> tried to force you to watch the movie Ordinary People before? We had to watch Ordinary People like in high school for some reason. And Why? even, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> Was it, it's like the theme don't go boating. I don't understand why you would watch that in high school. Be careful when you go. It's like always leave a note, you know? <laughs> I mean, it could be. We did grow up with a lot of drunk boaters. You know, I grew up on the Mississippi <laughs> River. Maybe that was why they made us watch it. But we had to watch it. In and I just, I remember being, there were certain things that even as a high schooler that were like, even like the Catcher in the Rye falls into this category. Like being like a, 
you know, sheltered teen who hadn't experienced like a lot of loss or grief. When I would read things or watch things that were about loss or grief, I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, I don't want to even know about the depths of these feelings. I was like so upset, so upset just to like have to face <laughs> like ordinary people. I was like, this is going to like haunt me forever. Yeah. Sorry to go on this tangent, but also if you haven't seen Ordinary People and you like really, really well done, very sad movies, it's Mary <laughs> Tyler Moore in a serious role and Donald Sutherland and their son dies. And it's all about that. That happens in the beginning. No spoilers. And <laughs> Timothy Hutton, I think at the time was like the youngest person to win an Oscar because it's all about him being the younger son when his older brother died. And it's all about their family falling apart. And Judd Hirsch is the psychiatrist. And He's at like, it's just like they're acting their asses off. And that is my number one movie. If I want to just out and out sob <laughs> for an hour and a half, I will put that movie on. And only alone, I'd never watch Ordinary People with other people except for Ed. Edward Larson <laughs> is the only person that I will watch Ordinary People with. He's the only person in my life I will watch it with. So sorry, you big sidebar to this. Ed Larson, the guy who's famous for his great <laughs> jolly laugh. He's your Ordinary People partner. I love I I, I did ever tell you we went to go see Blue Valentine together. He, in that the that came up on the podcast. Just yeah, I was just like, yeah, Eddie is my sad movie buddy. <laughs> and we he's the one that introduced ordinary people to me. But I digress. <laughs> the thing is, is that so Alice is finally dealing with. But like Alice has been through so much in Riverdale, right? Like, her, like, remember the cult? Like, remember, like, her husband was a serial killer. Remember, like, you know, it, it's just like there's so much. There's so much that has happened to Alice Cooper. So now she's finally at a breaking point. I like that. I dot against that idea. But what spiritually, musically, broke my soul was watching them jam these very intense songs into scenes of like, do I like him or don't I like him? Or mommy, you're like pissing me off right now when it's actually like, I already yelled this at MJ and I apologize. Yeah, give us but the context here though, because it may, like I was like, wow, this this musical seems to really fit in with this kind of, you know. And they're, it did. They're, yeah, they're making it work for, for the Alice Cooper plot. But then of course, whenever they do fucking musicals, they have to be like, oh, Veronica gets a song too, right? And so like that, so so give us give us a little bit of an overview of, of we know what the musical is about now the actual musical but we and we know where all the characters are in their plot what is the gap and the space between the songs that for example Veronica sang and the other and Jughead and the non Alice and Betty songs that were in this musical episode how did they make it make sense did it make sense if you know the musical were you very upset. Yes. <laughs> I was very upset the entire time. And I really didn't want to. Like, I was trying to go in because, honestly, I needed the escape of Riverdale this week. Me too. I was so excited to put on Riverdale. I was like, hell yeah. I know. Let's see what these crazy middle-aged 20 peoples are up to. Yeah, And hit, getting hit with this was a lot. Yes. And so that's why I apologize if I put on my, like... Uh, dramaturgy glasses. <laughs> because That's what I want. I've I want got... the dramaturgy. <laughs> I feel it's, it's churchy. I always forget. Maybe I always say, I know it's dramaturg, and then I was like, I think it's churchy. <laughs> um, I was upset. I think the two songs that made me the most upset. Here's where I'll start. Please. Of the char- the, the other one's characters sang. So part of all of this, so while Betty and Alice are honestly, I think, acting their asses off, singing their asses off, she's like, Betty's trying to pull 
Alice back into the real world, which is part of the musical. Now, the part that Betty is playing in this is technically the part of, uh, like, oft times, sometimes her daughter, but some of the songs are from the perspective of her husband. Okay. Her husband, who is so patient, who is, like, there for her the entire time, that, like, through the suicide, like, through suicide attempts, through the, like, like the just, like, you know, th- you think about this, like, there's, some, like, she's seeing in the play, in the musical, she sees teenager delusion of her son and he died as a baby so this uh, is not it didn't just just happen okay and it just like kept getting more and like the like the, her, she wasn't dealing with the grief in the way that it should have been dealt with she'd like kind of push it out of her mind and so that's why a lot of this was coming to the forefront makes complete sense with alice but to have victoria victoria sorry twilight twilight crossover <laughs> to have veronica <laughs> Have Veronica sing that Invisible Girl song. And that song is like a heart wrenching of like her daughter in the musical being like, it's as if I don't exist. Aren't I enough, essentially. To use it when the She-Wolf of Wall Street (laughs) made a meal for her firefighter boyfriend and Jughead and Uncle Daddy. And they had to go fight a fire. And so she sings a song about being invisible, how she won't fade into the background. I was like, fuck you, Veronica. That's yeah, not that is tasteless. About. I it was just so like, it was just, and again, I know it's not there. I know it's not the actress fault. I understand what they were trying to do with it. And I know maybe I shouldn't take it so personally, but I'm spicy this week. <laughs> and I took it. I was upset about it. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about you, Veronica. I don't care. Also, number one, number two. She moved back in with Archie because now they're, remember, back together from last episode. She moves back in and they're still in the same bed in his high school bedroom. If you own that house now, move into the main bedroom. Yeah. I know that your parents used to fuck in there, but like, put up new wallpaper. I would want to be banging in my high school bedroom again. It is weird that that his bedroom hasn't changed in seven years. Um yeah, right. So so the bit, the little tiny drop of plot we got this week was that, right, Veronica was like, I want to move in with you or move in here with me into my apartment, you know, where that I live in, the Pembroke. And Archie's like, uh, what about my house? We could grow into it together, seeming to imply like, oh, let's have babies. And she's like, cool. But of course, yeah, he lives there with Jughead, which, again, not, neither of us remembered until last week. That yes, and I think Uncle Daddy lives there. Uncle as Daddy, well. where was Eric? Eric no, maybe just somewhere from the mines. Maybe he needs to go on a little mine vacay. I get it. He's having a time. And so Veronica's plot is that she's like, I mean, first of all, obviously, well, I don't know. I feel like you she's know, invisible. Living MJ. with your partner and roommates is totally fine, but like, do you want your roommates to be Uncle Daddy and Jughead? Probably not. Like, probably you should have like pushed back on Archie and been like, Archie, bruh, move in with me for a while and let your like your. I have a bunch of money. Why don't we get house? our own place? Or, yeah. or why don't we just get you know like or live apart for a while until you get your own place? And instead, they just torpedo their whole fucking relationship. Yeah. By the end of the episode, they're done. They're they start over. off by being like, "Yeah, we're so excited." to be back together let's move in and of course Archie is stuck in the past Archie has a lot of his own grief right and so he's like I can never leave Riverdale but of course Archie's not going to leave his childhood house or his childhood bedroom right because Archie's trying to deal with his trauma by he's an old American boy (laughs) by staying stuck the videos you send me from KJ Appa's um, social media oh my god it's hard to see him in the show as this like 
do-gooder that is, I'm just like, you're weird as fuck. Don't you pretend to be this like <laughs> weird alpha male? Like you're not at all. I feel bad though. I need to watch more KJ Appa reels, even though my instinct is to run away and never, I, I am so disturbed. His TikTok is amazing. I'm so disturbed by watching KJ Appa be, be, be anybody other than Archie. And <laughs> it, it, he was fine in The Hate You Give because he was basically just Archie in The Hate yes. You Give. Yes. He's just like, oh, I guess it's different to be white than black. Yeah. Okay, good job, Archie. Like, he was just Archie, and that was fine. But I'm disturbed by watching him be a Kiwi. I'm disturbed by hearing his... I'm disturbed by him him doing jokes. I'm pretty convinced that that TikTok I sent you is him making a Tourette's joke, but nobody else seems to think that, so maybe I'm just being too... No, I think he was making a... He was like, he's like... Can you imagine if if your going to colleges came in like this and like <laughs> someone was just on like inside of a doctor's office and he was like pretending to have like fits? Yeah, thank you. I I really was like, I think this is a Tourette's thing. Like I the person who said this to me, I was like, am I am I overreading this? And they're like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Like I I. <laughs> I, 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 I turns out I, someone just like came <laughs> and I now I follow them all on Instagram. I, it turns out I want Lily Reinhardt to like give me makeup tutorials, love and her. I just want I KJ Apa to just only ever be Archie. I don't know. Yes. I should give him another chance. I'm a little bit disturbed though by the reality of KJ Apa as a person who's not Archie. I really need him to only be Archie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, now you know what they were end game, but they're not end game. Yeah, by they the broke end of the episode. Completely broken up. Don't know. I don't. I don't know what is. I feel like they, like the side plots in this episode were very clear of like. Well, we really put all our eggs into this like grief <laughs> basket. So why don't we just why don't you pay attention to that? Don't pay attention to the rest of it. Don't pay attention to. And what I was yelling about earlier, Cheryl is. You know, she's a a saint now, and <laughs> Penelope is mad that she's a saint. And so she comes in, she calls her cruel child or whatever she always calls her daughter. And she comes in and was like, and Night- so Cheryl is it Nightmare Child, whatever she calls Nightmare she- Child. Yes, I absolutely love it. <laughs> and they start singing this song, which in the musical, again, this is the other big grievance that I feel that they start singing a song where um, essentially like, She's like, mother, you're the demon of my church. But this is actually like from the point of view of the mother in the musical trying to decide whether or not like after a suicide attempt because they were put onto medication where they didn't see the delusion of their dead son anymore of like, oh, do I undergo shock treatment? Um, Like really like heavy shock treatment to try and like essentially get rid of the delusions. And it's just such the opposite of what that scene was. And I know that they had to like, the thing is, I want to say they tried to, they had to shoehorn the other songs in, but did they? No. Why couldn't they just have made it that like Alice and Betty were the ones that were in next to normal? Yeah. Like, couldn't that have been like, even just like in the beginning when Betty goes to all of her friends and they're all having a drink and she's so upset about like, my mom's completely like cracked. I thought that was a great scene. That was a great scene. I thought that like, Betty is like Lily Reinhardt is a very good actress, yes. and so is Madge Kinnamick. And uh, again, fine with all of those scenes. And then it cuts to, uh, you know, oh my god, I just have so many. Ugh. As the Bard once said, "We cannot hold mortality's strong hand, but we 
we can hold each other's. Is that a line from Jughead in this episode? Yes, it is. Very upset the shoehorning in of Jughead. So we've been calling the Jughead and Tabitha are going to get together, right? Right. He's the busboy. She owns Pops. We knew that this was going to happen at some point. But this was just like, happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened very quickly. her evil parents from Chicago come to town to be like, you can't date my daughter. You're not good enough. And he's like, you remind me of a little man I like to call Hiram Lodge. And the guy's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> but you can't date my daughter. And then they, of course, do date against daddy's wishes. And I don't know, again, I'd so much rather watch Veronica take over Hiram Lodge than bring in another Hiram Lodge into this situation. It does feel a little bit of a Hiram, not Hiram situation. We don't need Hiram, not Hiram. We have so many. We have brothers, not brothers. We have uncles, not fathers. We have you know, <laughs> FBI's, not FBI's. We, I can't handle like bad daddy from Chicago comes into town. Doesn't want her to own pops against the relationship. Like just comes in Shakespearean style of just like, no, nay, hate it. And then like their love goes so far past the hatred of her daddy. Where did this come from? Yeah. They, they look like weeks and weeks at the beginning of the season. It was like, Ooh, are they, will they, won't they, are they kind of dating? And then again, can't emphasize enough how much Jughead disappeared for most of this season. And now he's back. We he figured just out had what happened with the babies. Although I guess rabies were four years ago. I don't, I mean, I yeah, get every still time another rabies I have no timeline. Idea. But in any case, he, it really was like, again, at the beginning of the episode, they got together, and by the end of the episode, they're like, nothing can keep our love apart. Like, the stakes in this episode were all out of whack, because, of course, the stakes with Alice and Betty's, you know, plotline are incredibly high, because it's just overlaid with hor horrific grief, and then the stakes for every other plotline were dog shit, at, like, absolutely nothing. Like, nobody cares about... I mean, I kind of care about Archie and Veronica, but, like, I don't care that, like, Veronica, like, doesn't want to live in his house. Okay, figure some other shit out. You, like, live in Riverdale, which we have determined to be the actual Riverdale, which is actually in New York City. So just fucking commute down to Wall Street and then come back. This is not a true, like, okay, your daddy doesn't like you owning your family business. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Sorry, I just really scared myself because I saw that um, all of the Riverdale version of the next normal songs are on Spotify, and Ooh. it actually it accidentally started playing. And um, you know what? I'll listen to the Lily Reinhardt <laughs> and the don't do this to yourself, Jackie. Don't I'll listen do it. to it I'll again. To it. No, you're done. It. Listen to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and also like a week ago, I started listening to the Last Five Years again, which like I also don't need in my life. Oh, I love sad musicals. Okay. <laughs> I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. 
I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. So, yes, we are. I, it's just like I, I was trying to remember which song it was that Tabitha and Jughead were singing to each other. And it's just like that relationship in the musical. Again, I know it's only a 45 minute episode. I know that they can only get so much into it. But it's just like the character development in the musical is just so beautiful. And like that this like man who is trying to date the daughter in the musical who just like is a good, patient man who's just waiting for her. She's like, I can't. I can't be with you. I can't be with you. I have too much going on at home. I can't. And he just, like, was like, I'll just be your friend. It's okay. And, like, so that song, like, there's, like, three Hey's. That song is called Hey. And that by the end, she finally is like, I'm ready to love you. I'm ready to be in this. Like, it's such a... Oh God, it's such a fucking I know you're going to make me cry just listening to your it's description of the plot musical. of the actual musical. <laughs> it's such a good musical. You are going to totally listen to it and you're going to totally fucking love it. That's why egregious. I'm not as upset as I was at Hedwig, though. I will say that because at least part of it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, Hedwig was another Swing and a Miss musical Riverdale episode. And can we talk about Swings and a Miss? Of another little side plot that I think we have to start calling tongs. And I laughed and I laughed when I sent that to you at 3 a.m. your time, MJ. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't Tony understand that. Fangs. Tony oh. and Fangs got together. Oh, I was like, I was tongs. like do we call them tangs? Yes. And one thing I will, re- I am going to retract, officially retract something I said last week, which was that Ooh, I was. What's uh, the retraction? <laughs> the retraction is I was like, oh, I'm disappointed that like the two queer characters uh, are going to be in like a. Uh, you know, like, you know, in a heterosexual seeming relationship. And I completely retract that. That was some bi erasure on my part. I am wrong. I Watching it this week, I was like, I love this. <laughs> I love that it's like, it's just great bi visibility. It's like, yeah, we know both of these characters for loving, uh, you know, people of the same gender. And now they are loving people of different genders. And I think it's great. And I... I uh, the, the the aside from overwhelming grief, the one feeling I had last night while watching Riverdale was, man, what was I thinking? I didn't like Tony and Fangs. I love Tony and Fangs, but I do completely understand where you're coming from because my problem is that I just loved Kevin and Fangs and Cheryl and Tony together. Like yes. that's really like I love the Cheryl and Tony relationship that was just so toxic but so <laughs> sexy. Like I loved it. Yeah, I loved that I too. Lo- I liked it as a part of Riverdale, and I think that's really what we were mourning is the fact that like, well, I think I mean it makes sense now they're gonna raise you know Anthony Tony number two together, and I understand that and I liked it. I like I was fine with watching them kiss, and yet still though I was so upset from the episode that it gave me. Not a stirring of loin <laughs> to be had. I just like looked at it as of like just like 
yeah, well, what happens if something happens to the baby? <laughs> and then I just, you know, burst into tears again. And it's uh, it's all very upsetting. Uh, but I guess, you know, welcome Tongs into the relationship fold of Riverdale. I think I care a lot more about Tongs than I do Tabitha and Jughead. That, I think that, that Tongs are the two most attractive people on the show. So they may yeah. as well be together. Yeah. No, no, no. I watch it. I will. I watch every second of it. It is very, it's a little um, upsetting when it comes to the fact of like, when even just saying of like, I'm, I'm like them more than Tabitha and Jughead. Because it's like, man, again, it's Veronica, not Veronica. I don't want, like, it's just another like, oh, she's rich, but she chooses to be in Riverdale. Like, we already have that character, Riverdale. We don't yeah. be like, let's like spice it up a little bit. I guess it is like, at least she's down home. Like, I'm going to run my my grandfather's very successful diner. You know, I guess. But that's not even down home. That's yeah. a very successful. It's the only fucking diner in town. <laughs> so the restaurant I, in town. Yeah, I do find that they are not doing much with the Tabitha character. I think that probably the actress is fine, but and I'm glad that to bring in new characters and not like I'm anti-new characters, there's just not a also, lot going on. Also, great singer, too. I great thought that like, her singing voice is beautiful. Held her own the much more in than... this yeah. was much better than usual. I will And say also, that. usually Jughead, it's like, don't give Jughead a song. And he did fine, you know, but like... He did fine. Uh, yeah, like, it, the, I just feel like... I feel like they are, they brought Tabitha in and they are not quite sure what to do with her. Like, I don't really know what she is, like, I, like, what is her character other than, like, yeah, I run Pops and I help Betty and I help Jughead and I kind of just exist as, to be, like, facilitate the plot lines of the four main characters, you know? And I just, like, it's just, I, I have so many feelings about this episode and I feel sad that I, that I'm as upset about it as I am because I do follow Magic and Amic on all the socials and I love her and I love the relationship she has with her kids and she and her daughter currently just started and I think that that was part of this because like we know that she's been directing a lot more and she started a podcast called Don't Mind Me with her daughter that's about mental illness and about oh. like the mental illness diagnoses in their family. And like, like there's like, like good, cool. Like, you know, it's like, it reminds me of like a red table talk of like in my brain of like, Oh cool. It's like of talking about some things that I feel like a lot of families would like hide. Uh huh. And so this was part of like the release of this podcast as oh. well. And I, and so like, even she posted about it of like, and this week we're actually going to deal with something that I feel like we should have been dealing with on Riverdale a long time ago. And that's the mental health of the characters that are involved. I, you know, believe me, mental health awareness is like one of my top priorities. Yeah. But it's still Riverdale. Like I'm down for like parts of it. And I know how many years we've screamed of like, get them a therapist. But at the end of the day, I like it because it's bonkers, not because I sob through it. Yes, and also, you it, like you can't be like, oh, we're gonna like do justice to this issue of mental health when you don't do justice to anything. Like, like here you have a school guidance counselor, Tony, being like, oh, this this queer kid is homeless and needs a place to live. I guess I'll just send her to live with Cheryl in like I, what is obviously a haunted house. We can't with okay, with a corpse. So we but I even, know for a fact she lives with a corpse. You can't like and so mommy in the walls? do justice to the issue of mental illness. And also She's be a like saint. in this world we send homeless children to live with uh 
you know, fucking corpse hoarder. Homeless children are like the outback steakhouse of children. No rules, just right. Put them <laughs> wherever you want them. And it is, there's just something about how this show deals with orphans for some reason. Now, Britta is not an orphan. We didn't even talk about Britta last week. Britta was brought back from the beginning of this season. Do you remember when, like, they came back and, like, they were all teachers at Riverdale? Oh, yeah. Right. That was 100 million years ago. <laughs> and Archie was the head of the football team and, like, football's his life again. And then there was a, uh, a, a person identifying as a woman that wanted to be a part of the football team. And that was a part of that episode 100 million years ago. Well, this bitch is back. And last episode, she got kidnapped as part of the Mothmen, not Mothmen, just, you know, the incestuous clan of brothers that live in the forest. <laughs> and um, she got rescued. But the thing is, is that she is she came out to Tony last episode and they were and she was like, my parents don't they don't condone my my sexuality. They're against me. So then this episode, she was like, my parents said that. Oh, what, like, my gay deviant lifestyle is what made me be abducted by the racist, I, I assume racist, sorry, I'm slapping that word off, <laughs> incestuous clan of brothers that live in the forest. And um, so Tony's like, I'll rehome you, you minor that goes to Riverdale <laughs> High School. Why don't you just, you know what, I know another gay person. You go live with them. Sends her off to go live with Cheryl, and now she's gonna dress like Cheryl, and you know that this young girl is going to become an apostle of Saint Cheryl, obviously. Yes. But you can't. A homeless teenager is not an object of which you can do. She's not a dolly. You can't just say, well, you go, you live over here now. Boop, 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 boop. No. It's it, it's not how it works. It's very Law and Order SVU. You know how uh, Olivia Benson always trying to keep those kids. You know, oh, and yeah. I'm always just like, you can't just keep every kid you find. There are channels you have to go through. In fact, very difficult ones. And like the fact that like that puts a lot of like teachers and social workers in kind of cuffs where they can't help a lot of people in many different situations. Yeah. If it were that easy, I think they'd be able to help a lot more people. Yeah. Just take them in, put them in Cheryl's house. But so yeah. it's like, I the, I just, River, I don't even trust Riverdale with an alien plot line, much less with like d dealing with mental illness. But it's Riverdale, right? So yeah, do a little bit here and there, right? Like Riverdale will be like, here's a little tiny line about how like women should have each other's backs. And like, here's a little tiny line about how slut shaming is bad. And like, here's like more queer characters than, you know, people our age are used to ever seeing in a teen show growing up. Like there's things that Riverdale can do right, right? Like my friend who calls it diet woke. It's like, do, th do the things that you, you know, but, but don't be like, yes, this episode is about mental illness. Like, we just spent last week, we just, I just tried to explain the plot line from last week, and I'm like, no, Nana Rose's husband was a wandering philanderer who spread his seed. <laughs> so I'm supposed to say, oh, last week, last week we discovered there is a, a, a gang of bastard blossoms living in the woods <laughs> pretending to be aliens. And then this week I'm supposed to be like, thank God that Riverdale is finally taking on the issue of... <laughs> Mental illness, you know, it's just like you can't 
be both Riverdale. Just be Riverdale. Just be Riverdale. Just be Riverdale. Like, definitely, like, push the podcast at the end of the episode. Like, sla- slap a, you know, a, 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 a little, like, a scene up there. You know, fine. Yeah, make it be like a, what, right. what we grew up with in the 90s was just, like, you know, a very special episode here and there where it's like, oh, you know, we've got a little bit about that with Archie this season. Oh, Archie has trauma. Archie needs to see a therapist. You throw and it in there. sprinkle it. Sprinkle it, sprinkle it. And then you know what? Because Riverdale takes that grief and then they turn it into Archie summoning the ghost of his (laughs) traumatic past to help him dig out of the mine. That's what I want. That's the thing. Again, that's, yeah, like (laughs) Riverdale. Oh, we're here to deal with mental illness. Mental illness is so important. Also, Archie is being followed by the ghosts of 12 people he feels responsible for their deaths until it culminates in them Bursting him out of a mine. You know, again, this is just not, this is not where I'm going for my knowledge of mental illness. No. Um, and I and I just think that we, like, sprinkle it in there, but don't call yourselves a show about mental illness. You're not. You're a show about, like, literally whatever you pull out of a hat that day. Uh, and, like, you know, teens. Teens who are, tw- teens not teens. Teens not teens. Teens who are 20s. I... I just, my belly hurts from this episode. Like, I just feel like, like I don't know like what to do. I'm upset. I'm stressed. And then like, I, I don't know if I should be happy with Riverdale for bringing next to normal back to the forefront of my brain or for not. Um, I don't know how to feel. I know that I'm upset. I know that that's not what I ever expect to this level to be upset. Um, by Riverdale in other ways sure but not like this (laughs) but yeah right I don't go to Riverdale to contemplate horrific family loss even though many people have died in Riverdale keep it light serial killers don't care if they're dead oh your dad's a serial killer sure I'll contemplate that I don't need like a deeply realistic devastating portrayal of like parental grief I don't need it but why did we spend a whole episode on this? You told me that next week is the last episode. Is that right? Next week is the last episode. The last episode is titled Riverdale R.I.P. So I guess they're going to get back into it being a town, not town. Who cares about it being a town, not town? Yeah, they haven't done anything with that plot point. All Except maybe that they tried to bring that in last week. They're like, oh, if we can only do this, then we'll be a town again. I don't remember. It's fundraising something. But it's something. Riverdale's still not a town. But. They got a high school thanks to Cheryl's private funding. Cheryl's really keeping everything alive. She's, do, right she's now. got between her and like thank God between her and Veronica that they have the money that they have so that they can keep everyone employed. Even though we are, we did watch in this episode too, Reggie becoming a stockbroker. Yeah, that's now? fine. Yeah, fine. All right, Reggie, good for I you. I guess what, what did he, he yelled, "Mantle the magnificent for the win." <laughs> Makes me think of Jacob. I think he's very silly. I think that he's very like I. I guess that they're gonna get back together now. Uh, or they or really is Hermosa gonna come back? One episode where Archie and Veronica got to be together. One, and then it's again. I don't even care about Varchi. I just am reeling. From how quickly we are abandoning that plot. I mean... What will happen next week? Who's got the kind of time? I have no idea what's going to happen next week. I have zero predictions. I I don't even know what's left to resolve. I know that there's other things that are left, though. Because you can think, all right, well, I guess they're going to have to make mention, like, do you think the trash bag killer is going to show up next episode? Because we haven't figured out the trash bag killer yet. Yeah. Just the lonely highway band of incestuous brothers. Yeah. We don't 
know where the, where TBK is. We again, all of the criminals that are still technically loose in the perimeter of Riverdale, including Charles. Like Charles. Also, this bitch who stole Jughead's manuscript. We don't know what's up with her. Oh yeah, and who even possibly gives a fuck about Jughead being a writer? <laughs> at least tell, like, didn't he at least tell that? Not that it matters of like what your job is, but I feel like. Tabitha's parents were upset with him dating their daughter because, like, he wasn't good enough. But, like, isn't he, like, a best-selling author? Yeah. Even though, like, you're not currently, like, on book tour, you're still a best-selling author. Like, yeah. just say something. Yeah, you could definitely open with, like, oh, you know my famous book that everyone seems to know for some reason, even though it was YA, and usually YA books aren't super famous to adults. Or unless they're, like, very specific ones, you yeah. know? But... Harry Potter. And also... Why did Tabitha's daddy, when he was trying to threaten Jughead to stay away from his daughter, offer him a swell agrino? <laughs> I was mad. I was also personally offended by the word swell agrino. I think I hate the word swell agrino, and um, I hate that it was a part of it for seemingly no reason. I was like, oh, is he going to drug him? Oh, is he going to do X, Y, and Z? No, I just gave him a swell agrino. That's just so they can do their Riverdale thing where they're like, oh, we call it like uh, American Glamazon. Express. Yeah, all those things. Oh, yeah. Glamazon always gets me as well. And um, I just... Uh, I'm, I'm lost, upset. man. I, I'm, ups I'm upset that there's only one episode left in the season. But I'm excited for what happens next week. I'm upset that we spent a whole episode... Uh, next to normal, which again seems like a fine musical, but it's not what I want. Do you want to see my my notes that I I try, finally try? I was like, oh, I'm Please. gonna sit, I'm gonna take notes. I love taking notes. I know. Well, I'm like uh, inspired by you taking notes, and all my notes did not really turn out uh, because you know nothing happened uh, other than sadness. But my notes are. It's a magical, it's a musical, so there's no plot, but it's a tragic story of death, so it's not lighthearted. Is, and then I said, I forgot about Charles. I want pop, not obscure musicals. And then I wrote in all capitals, this is too sad. I wrote, Riverdale, <laughs> stop making me contemplate grief. And then my last note is, I want to like it, but I do not like it. So that's, uh, that's Sam, the I name am. of this episode. I want to like it, but I do not like it. And it really, I'm just so happy that you feel this way because again the like it, it like honestly the internet is either one way or the other they either love this episode and think that it's brilliant of bringing this in or they hate it and yeah. um i guess we're on the hating it side but you know i hate being a hater i hate being a hater sake. too and i love musicals and i love being sad if if people want to make a case for us to about this riverdale you know tag us on insta I will hear you out. Maybe we're both wrong. Maybe we're just too clouded by grief to, to appreciate this episode. Maybe that's what it, yeah, maybe I'm just got like my grief shoved so far up my ass that like <laughs> I, it's coming out of my eyeballs now and I, I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> I don't know, but I do know that I'm going to spend, like I said, I'm threatening you, MJ, that I'm going to listen to Next to Normal for the rest of the week. I think that you should choose a different musical that doesn't involve <laughs> any death <laughs> or loss. Um, I think it should be like the Music Man or something, just like a real romp. That's that's. I think that you should choose, you know, South Pacific or something. Man, that's, I don't, Ooh, that's a bad yeah, example. South Pacific. <laughs> that's a bad example. <laughs> 
Get mad in a completely different way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Choose, choose an old-fashioned racist musical instead. Yeah. I don't know what you what musical you should listen to, but uh, it's not going to be the Riverdale cover of Next to Normal, at least. Although maybe it will be because you said you just found it on Spotify. I did just find it on Spotify. <laughs> I did just find it on Spotify, MJ. Just the uh, like Alice and Betty songs, though. I'm going to I support you. I'm going to say do what you got to do. But I, for one, will never be listening to a song from that musical again. I you can't make I me. I do love it too. And I'm I Den of Geek. It. They said, "Is anyone else really glad that this year's musical episode wasn't Dear Evan Hansen?" And I'm actually kind of surprised it wasn't. Dear yeah, Evan that's Hansen. good. <laughs> we at least have that. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. I can't wait to go see it. Well, but that's you know that's a whole other story for a whole other show. Thank you guys so much for joining us while we yell about this episode. Um, <laughs> I wish that there was some kind of fucking we could have given to you guys or some kind of like new drug or something, but nope. No, things were very chaste between Archie and Veronica this episode, so we didn't even get any smooching. No, like not even like a goodbye, like hate fuck, nothing. (laughs) I'm just, my loins are so dry. (laughs) I don't don't know what to do. I need gravy. I need something. Your loins are dry, but your eyes are wet. Oh, baby, don't even get me started. (laughs) So we're going to be back next week with the last... Last episode of this season, Riverdale R.I.P. And um, I'm terrified. Yeah, I really have. It's it's the future is very uncertain. Bleak, <laughs> bleak and uncertain. For it. <laughs> In many ways, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I'm This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite- Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.